0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday morning podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at org. Open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. We, um, we've been doing this uh not really a sermon series as much as uh our weekly sermons coming from our weekly bible readings that we've been doing together as a church so if you haven't um uh, if you don't have one of those readings they're little yellow folder uh things in the back i'd encourage you to pick one up and just start with us now um our weekly our sermons are going to be based on the New Testament portion of those readings it 's just a chapter a day, Monday through Friday, so if you get a little bit behind, you can use Saturday and Sunday to catch up um, this last week, our reading was in galatians and i'm I was working uh, to think okay i 'm I found out on Monday that I would be preaching because Pastor Jim was not feeling well and he just wasn't sure if he was going to be up for it. So I said that I would do it for him. And so I, as I'm reading through Galatians and I'm thinking, okay, it's Mother's Day. Let's try to think of, you know, maybe there's some some way we can connect something in Galatians. And so um, I originally thought of this, Galatians chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 19, where Paul says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until christ is formed in you how i wish i could be with you now and change my tone because i'm perplexed about you i decided to avoid that one for mother's day <laughs> uh, i was telling my wife as i was joking that i would that i would preach on this and she said that she wondered how you know this is days after she's given birth she says i wonder how the women in the galatian church would take this coming from a single man <laughs> that he's uh but uh so we're not we're not going to talk about that today um we're going to be in Galatians chapter 6. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 says this. Brothers, uh, and this would be inclusive, brothers and sisters. If someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions, then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Huh. There's a couple of things that Paul is really addressing here in this passage, but but really to understand it, we need to we need to get the context of of this letter because. Because the Galatian believers wouldn't have just said, okay, it's Sunday morning, let's read verses one through five of Galatians chapter six today and talk about it. Uh, it would have been a letter that they would have received and and they would have sat down, they would have read the whole thing. So it's important for us as when we jump in in a passage like this to to really get the the big idea of what's going on here. So, uh, Galatians chapter, well, Galatians chapter five is where we'll pick this up, but to set the the stage, the, the letter to the Galatian church is really addressing uh, a specific issue, a specific struggle that the church was having. That there were people within the church that were saying, uh, in, order to, in order to be a true Christian, there, there are certain things that for centuries have, devi- have defined who the people of God are. It's the people, it's the people who followed this law that, that was handed down from Moses. Um, And, and there are specific things that you have to do. And one of the specific things that, that determined who was in and who was out, who, who was a part of the nation of Israel was this issue of circumcision. Um, and so, there, there are these, there are these people in the Galatian church that's saying, okay, you, you Gentiles who haven't been making, making this part of your daily practice, um, or, uh, not daily practice, but, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, who who haven 't been doing this, if you want to be part of the people of god if you, this this is what has always defined us, so you need uh, you need to do this and and Paul is saying saying no 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 this is not this is not what defines us anymore. what defines the people of god isn 't isn 't following the law of moses isn't the isn 't the the rituals and the things like that it's it 's simply faith in jesus christ and this this is what says who who is a part of god's people and who's not the people who have faith in christ and so this is paul paul is writing the letter to the galatians to address this issue to to explain this to this church and and to say you people that are saying this you're wrong like this is not this is not the gospel this is not what christ came to do Um, so this is where we'll pick up then verse 1 he says it is for of chapter 5 it is for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery let's jump down to verse 13 you my brothers were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature rather serve one another in love the entire law is summed up in a single command love your neighbor as yourself If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature uh, desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Uh, so so paul kind of here this is our context here and so let's look at it let's look at our passage in light of this there are really two things that paul addresses here in in this chapter in this chapter six one through five he's he's addressing our responsibility to ourselves and he's and he's addressing our responsibility to one another uh, the the rest of the community and I want, us to, I want us to look at this, and, and he kind of inter, intermixes them. So he starts talking about responsibility to one another and then to yourself and then one another and then to yourself. And I think to help us understand it, I think it will be helpful for us to, to break it up and, and to kind of try to separate it and talk about the two things uh, back to back. So first of all, our responsibility for our own actions. Paul, Paul has just said, live by the Spirit. Uh, the literal Greek here is, is walk by the Spirit walk according to the spirit live your lives according to the life of the spirit and he says this is the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control these are the things in which you are to walk this is how your life should go He says this as opposed to the acts of the sinful nature the sinful nature which which is opposed to the life of the spirit is, is the sinful nature. He says, live, walk in the spirit. Don't live, walk according to the sinful nature. And it's, it's important as we, as we look at a list where he talks about the sinful nature. We, we can start reading this list and we can say, okay, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft. We can, we can start into this list and say, okay, I, I, I know that those things are wrong. And I, I don't, I, maybe I don't, I don't struggle with those things. And we, and we kind of get into the list and we just kind of sort of tune out at that point because it's like, oh, these are big things and I, and I don't really struggle with those sins. But look what, look what else is within this list. Uh, hatred, discord, jealousy, selfish ambition, greed, uh, dissension. If we're honest with ourselves, we're in this list as well um and and so i want to i want to remind you to not tune out as you say okay here yeah those things are are not of the spirit but that's not me Uh, i think i think we all have some jealousy we all have some anger and hatred that that exists within our lives um but Paul says this: If someone is caught in a sin, and and this the word "sin" here is literally a false step or a misstep. It's it's uh, so um, it's it's just a play. It's just a twist on the word where Paul says, "Live live by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit." He says, "If anyone takes a misstep in their walk, you who are spiritual, and this is." the idea you who live by the spirit those of you who are who are living by the spirit restore them gently but then he addresses your your own individual responsibility but watch yourself or you may also be tempted and paul says examine yourself watch yourself look at look at this list Look at these, at these two lists. Is, is your life a life that, it, that exudes the fruit of the Spirit, that, that demonstrates these things, love, joy, peace? Or is, is there some jealousy? Is there some hatred? Examine yourself. Watch yourself, lest you too stumble. Look, look at your life. Um, uh, Keith talked to us about this last week, Keith Kemper. He talked, he talked to us about holiness, and the, the, way that it, the reason that it's important for us as believers to make right decisions, to live rightly, to, to, choose, uh, to choose to live for God, to choose these things of the Spirit as opposed to these things of the sinful nature. And so he says, examine yourself. And don't examine yourself uh, uh, later on here, verse 3. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing... He deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else. For each one should carry his own load. He says, don't look at your life and compare it to the person next to you. And say, well, I'm more spiritual than them. My life, my life is more showing the fruit of the Spirit than that person there. So I think I'm doing okay. Okay all right i'm not i 'm not as angry i don't have as much hatred as as she does, so all right, I think i'm okay uh, Paul says, examine yourself, look at your own life, uh, test your own actions, not comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourself to what what does god 's word say is is good and right um uh, and he says this, for each one should carry his own load. This, and this is the idea. when uh, God is not going to hold me accountable for why I didn't act more like Jenny. God, God does not say to me, Gary, I really wish you were more like Jenny. I really wish you were more like Trainer. I really wish he doesn't, he, God wants me to be faithful with the things that he has placed in front of me. He's not going to say, why weren't, why weren't you that, that person? He's going to say, why weren't you more faithful as Gary? Why, why didn't you do, I, I placed these things for you. Carry, carry your own load. Be responsible for the things that God has placed in front of you. That this is what God wants us to be accountable for. Uh, but he, he kind of seems to contradict himself here. I don't know if you guys picked this up as as we read this. Verses 2 and 5 as I was reading through this, and, and I'm, and I'm like, how? What is he saying here? Uh, carry your, verse two. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. Verse five. For each one should carry his own load. Does anybody else think that this maybe sounds a little contradictory? Nobody? Oh, there we go. We got a few hands. Good. We can participate a little bit. Um, yeah. It, it seems. It seems like. Paul, did you, not just read, did you not just read verse 2 or, or what's going on here? Why, what's the difference here? Um, but the distinction really comes with, with the language that Paul uses. I mean, our English translation gives us burden and load. And, and the Greek is two different words as well. And the idea of load is, is a, would have been a, a pack. It would have been the pack that a soldier would have carried. And would have had his possessions, his things. When you when you go and you're marching, you you're responsible for your stuff. And this would have been the load. The burden would have been an immense weight that you couldn't that you couldn't carry on your own. It would have been weighing you down. It wasn't just it wasn't just a pack. It was it was an immense weight. And this, Paul says, you uh, believers are to carry one another's burdens, to help support. One another, and he he speaks about this specifically within the context of of misstepping, of of sins, of of ways where where other believers fall short. When you see a a brother or a sister who isn't walking in the Spirit, that we are to come alongside them gently, and to carry those burdens, to walk with them, to help restore them and this comes really from paul's understanding of what the christian community was what it meant to be a part of this church and when he says church here the galatian church it's it's this church it's the entire christian community so let's turn back a few pages to first corinthians chapter 12 we really need to understand what what is paul's understanding of the church. And I know it's Mother's Day, and you have plans for lunch and things like that. And Jim gave a really long report, and and um, no, I'll, I'm I'm going to do my best to get you out as close to to noon as possible. But First um, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Paul says a couple of things here. First of all, he says, the church is one. It's unified. It's one body. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the church is one body. It's it's unified. It's it's a unit. It works together. The church is one body. But then he also says it's not it's not homogeneous. It's diverse. Different people, different different parts have different roles to play. There are all sorts of different people, and so there are feet and eyes and and ears and noses and, and all sorts of things. And of course that's an analogy. You're not I don't want you to try to think Okay, am I the nose? Like what what does that say about me if I'm the nose? What's what's my role in the church? Is it to smell out I don't know. Uh the the, the each of us has a part to play and it's and it's diff- it's going to be different from your part. My part's going to be different from your part and your part's going to be different from my part and and the person next to you. We we all are part of this body that is one body. That is one body. And yet diverse. And what he says here is that, as a part of the same body, we have a responsibility to the other parts of the body to care for the other parts of the body, so that when you're walking and you and you step on a, a sliver and you get a sliver in your foot, your hand doesn't say, "Well, that's the foot's problem let's let's let the other foot try to get it out or something like that." Uh, you 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 work your body works together i mean you're you are a unit right you're doing you're doing things hopefully uh you're able to to do them together this uh, this is what paul says is is what the church should be that we have a responsibility to help and to serve and to care for one another Again, in the context of the Galatian passage, he's specifically talking about when you see a brother or sister who's not walking with the Spirit. But, But it goes so much more beyond that. It goes towards physical needs. It goes towards emotional needs. It goes towards things where we, as a community, look at everyone else in the community and we say to each other, I need you. We can't say to one part of the body, well... I don't need you. I need I need these ones over here. But but I don't need you. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Uh, we need you. We need you to carry our burdens together. Uh, and oftentimes what happens uh, is we is we can look at someone struggling around us. And and it can be something yeah, it can be something where maybe we have struggled with that same thing and we f- maybe we don't feel weak or very strong to help in that. Um, and we, we, but we look at struggles, we look at hardships, we look at, at pain within, within our community and we say, ah, somebody should really, man, really nice if somebody did something for them. Somebody should really help them out. And then we just leave it at that. You be that Someone. <laughs> We we all have this responsibility to each other. It's not just the responsibility of one or two people. It's not just the responsibility of, of the pastors. It's not just the responsibility of the elders. It's not just the responsibility of the people who are their closest friends. We are a body together. We are to care for one another together. Because... There may be, chances are, if if you're struggling with something right now, chances are there's probably somebody here today that has struggled with that same thing. And maybe they've come through it. And and they have something to offer you. Chances are, if you have struggled with something, maybe five, ten years ago, maybe just last week, Chances are there's somebody else struggling with that same thing right now. And you and your experiences, the way that God has worked in your life through that, is uniquely gifted to speak into that other person's life, to care for them, to help carry their burden, to care for them. Paul says in, in Corinthians, when, if one part is honored, every part rejoices. And this is something that we have experienced this last week. We Rachel and I have experienced you rejoicing with us. But it also says when one part suffers, every part suffers. Even if we're detached from that person, even if we don't maybe know them very well, we as a body suffer. When someone in our body suffers. When one part suffers, we all suffer. It's not we get to choose to suffer, but that it's a reality. We are suffering when one part of the body is suffering, whether we recognize it or not. And so Paul says, carry one another's burdens. Come alongside each other. Uh, this is not a transaction when he says carry one another's burdens it's it's not carry one another's burdens so that then then they can pay you back later you see somebody in need and you say okay i'm going to help you out because i know that i know that you're going to you're going to pay me back i'm going to i'm going to support you here because i know that, that when you're able you're going you're going to pay me back and I, and i'm going to be okay it's it's a giving it's a generous it's 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 overflowing that we carry one another's burdens, um, moms. This is your life, right? Carrying one another's burdens, carrying someone else's burdens without getting paid back for it. Uh, this this is what it means to be a mother, uh, and and why do you do it? Why why do you do you? Care for your children because you because you know that if you don't when you're old they're not going to care for you is it, I, you say, and you're keeping a tally okay uh, I changed this many diapers I changed you know I did this for you I fed you I did all these things uh, so that so that then when you're older you can hand them the list and say okay now it's it's time for you to pay me back <laughs> um, because, because I know from my experience, there's no way I could pay her back. Like, um, and I was a good kid. I mean, I, she didn't need to do much for me. But uh, no, um, this, this isn't, this isn't why moms. This isn't why you do it, is it? Why do, you, why do you do, why do you carry the burden of your children? Because you love them. Because you love them. And this is what Paul says in Galatians. Carry one another's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Verse 14 of chapter 5. We read it earlier. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is how we show love to our community. Moms, this this is... you, you, you carry your children's burdens because you love them. And Paul says this, this is what the Christian community should be. A community that is so in love with one another that we carry each other's burdens out of that love. That when we see suffering, we suffer with that. Because, because we love that person because we love that community we love the individuals around us we need them we need one another so to close I want to have you do something and I know this is not something we do very often it's probably out of your comfort zone a little bit but that's okay it's out of my comfort zone too um, let's all stand up And if you're like me, when, when we do something like this, um, you kind of think, oh, okay, I'll kind of do it. But I want, you to, I want you to really, I want you to do this, and I'm, and I'm going to do it too. I want you to look at the person on either side of you, look them in the eye, and I want you to say to them, take turns, don't say it at the same time, take turns, I want you to say to that person, look them in the eye and say, I need you. Now now look to the person on the other side of you. All right. Now I want you to look to the person behind you and the person in front of you do the same thing. I need you. 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 <laughs> Good. Um, I hope you meant that when you said that. Um, let's pray. God, we. We thank you that you saw fit to call a body. That the work that you are doing in this world is through a community that is dependent on one another. And we ask ask for the strength to carry one another's burdens. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, they're, they're burdens. They're they're difficult, and yet you, uh, through your Spirit, empower us and enable us to do that thing that you have called us to—to to carry one another's burdens. Thank you. Um, as we as we go from here. Um, First of all, I just reflecting as we we're saying that I uh, am so glad that uh, that my son will grow up in this church, uh, that he will have this community supporting and caring for him. Um, and what I want you to do as you leave from here, and you and you begin your conversations, you get ready to to go, um, begin your conversations with those words. I need you. Let's, let's start the conversation with that um, and then carry on.